This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. If you two are finished comparing sizes. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. I have a business proposition for you. I have a proposition for you. I've got a proposition for you guys. I want to hear proposition. Let's hear them. It's Minnesota Sports Profit Time with Mackey and Judd. Uh, Intermax has put together a list of over-unders and prop bets, but Dave Sterling actually has another simulation of what it would sound like if, if Joe Maurer were to come through in the clutch, if uh, if our movement were to come to fruition and Joe Maurer were to be traded to the Yankees and waive his no-trade clause, mm-hmm. John Sterling would be on the call. This is Dave Sterling is uh, as close as we can get on this show. It is high, it is far, it is gone! Mauer with the power! Oh, get that man a whiskey sour! And the Yankees take a 4-1 lead! (laughs) (laughs) The most un-Joe Mauer-like thing of all time. (laughs) Yeah, well, there's that. I'll have a whiskey sour, His milk is not sour! Yeah, that works too. Oh, that's pretty good. It's it's incredible how many you've come up with in a very short period of time. I will not stop. Oh, I know you will I not. I will not stop. I've worked with you for a long do time. Have, I know you won't rest. Do you have one per segment? One per segment throughout one. the show? I could probably do seven per segment. Oh, okay. Let's, we're at least doing one per segment the rest of the show, for sure. Um, you guys ready for some prop bets here? Yes. Intermax has put together a list. Yeah, I'll hit the music. Okay. Let's start with this one. Rafael Palmero is 53 years old. He's hitting 293 for this independent league. This uh, the the Clayburn the, the Clayburn the, Railroaders. The Railroaders, yeah. and they're in town playing the Saints. He didn't play yesterday because he's brittle and he has hamstrings and knees. And are, yeah, uh, but he's slugging 500, so he's actually mashing in this independent league. Over or under 0.5 games for Rafael Palmero at any higher league than independent ball. Oh, I'll start and Will go. Will he get into a team's system? No, under, under. He has no chance. No, 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 no. I think my grand conclusion of this entire experiment is that uh, he actually agreed to play for this team because his son, who's in his 20s, is playing for the team. And statistically, it looks like his son stinks. Yeah, he's overshadowing his son. Yeah, but I'm, but I'm guessing that his son wouldn't have a job if Ralphie wasn't playing. So I think that's why he is being allowed to play for this team, or his kid is, I should say. I mean, so he, I say under. I say he's got no chance of getting above the American Association independently. Okay. So if he were to play actual affiliated minor league ball, he's not going to play A or Double A, right? They probably they have to give him a stint at Triple A, and yeah. if he can hit, bring him up. Right? Why mess around with a made proven major leaguer at Single A? Yeah. Wait. Oh wait. There's that. <laughs> nah, Judd's right. It's going to be a fun story the rest of this year. Who knows? Maybe it continues on to next. But yeah, let's let's be. Max, real. what do you think? I mean, yeah, let's be real. First off, he's he's got steroid issues. The MLB probably doesn't. What you talking about? He wagged his finger. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're right. 
But, uh, yeah, he's probably not going to play. Good story. Plays with the sun. Good for him. Hope it all works out this year. Yeah. But It was yeah. a B12 injection, okay? Let's get that straight. I love how you need, like, in, why can't you just take a vitamin? Like, I love how that's an excuse. Oh, my vitamin B injection. Injection. Go to Walgreens and get a Mc- bottle of vitamin B12. Miguel Tejada let him down the wrong path. <laughs> if, you get it, if you get it straight into the bloodstream, though, you it's get that B12 a, a just a little bit quicker, and then <laughs> mm, let's go. I guess. I'm trying to think of teams in the major leagues. The pre-Derek <laughs> Jeter Marlins. Use a 53-year-old? Well, that, would, that would entertain the idea from a marketing standpoint. The Mets are always good for something like this, but they already have their marketing thing in Tim Tebow. So would they, would they double down and have Tebow and Palmero? Both playing on their AAA team. Oakland's good, so they don't need a stunt. But they don't go for stunts, really. They, they go for But I'm value. just trying to think of a team that like would have a ballpark where they'd be embarrassed by it and they need to get fans well, in the, the ballpark. The Marlins. But, but now that Derek Jeter owns them, yeah. I don't know if they're as stunty with him. I mean, they definitely have stripped down their payroll. Would, would Derek Jeter entertain this circus sideshow, a 53-year-old guy I back in the major leagues? Don't see it. And the, the funny part is, for him to produce in the major leagues at age 53, he'd probably have to be on steroids, right? He'd probably have to be on... B12. All kinds Just of... Just getting his vitamins, okay? I'm going to say under. <laughs> but it would be fun. There's got to be some idiot team out there that would say, all right, whatever. Who are the broken teams in baseball? Padres? I don't know. I well, I mean the the team. Well, how about the Royals? Yeah, I was going to say the Royals, Royals, the O's are Actually, completely the Ori- broken the, right now. And the Orioles he'd go have back had to him. Baltimore. Mm-hmm. He should go back to Baltimore. They are god awful. <laughs> he'd have a better chance than Chris Davis. Yeah, I was just going <laughs> to say he would start in front of Chris Davis, right? Poor Chris Davis. Uh, let's let's go with this one. Percent chance Kyrie Irving teams up with Jimmy Butler with the Wolves next season. So the Wolves could have. They'd have to clear some room here and there. Like they'd have to get rid of Jeff Teague's contract and trade Andrew Wiggins. But if they if those guys want to play together, percent chance it happens with the Timberwolves. David, two, <laughs> okay, one and a half, two, possible. But I can't see Kyrie saying I want to play for Tibbs. But hey, you never know. Negative five percent. They ain't that Kyrie Irving ain't gonna come here now and play for, for Tibbs. If if Butler and Kyrie go to a team, it's gonna be a team like the Knicks where they feel that they have a real chance to run the entire show themselves. Uh, I don't see that any way that Kyrie is now going to want to play for a coach who bellows constantly. And if anything, it appears that uh, Butler's time here might be short. So I say negative five percent. Um, I'm gonna say it's. It's five to ten percent because they want to play together. It sounds like, and I think you guys are wrong on the on the Tom Thibodeau front because Kyrie put the Wolves on his short list of teams he would play for when he was demanding a trade out of Cleveland last year. True. So he as he was going through and had four teams on his list, and he thought to himself, "Well, Tom Thibodeau, he knows that Tom Thibodeau coaches the Wolves and still put them on the list." So it's a it's non-zero, as Derek Wetmore would say. What about you, Max? You came up with the question. Yeah, I think I was a lot more like ten to fifteen percent. Right. Uh, you know, like you said, Kyrie wanted to come here last year. At least thought he could come. So, but don't I mean, forget, Butler hates Cat now. He hates Wiggy. They don't work hard enough. Winning solves a lot of things, especially with the Knicks. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right, let's go with uh, let's go with this one here. Prop bets over or under. 12 and a half interceptions this season for Kirk Cousins, and for some background. The last few years, he's had 11, 12, and 13 interceptions with Washington. So over or under 12 and a half interceptions. Also, I, I can start with this one. 
I'm going to say under. I think there's less of a chance. First of all, like part of the reason he's here is that he's going to be healthy. You know what you're getting. And they're going to tell him, don't be a hero. It's the best defense in the NFL. You've got Adam Thielen, Stefan Diggs, yards after the catch. you got all these safety blankets. Just don't screw it up. So I, I think he's going to take sort of a diet Brett Favre approach from 2009 and be like, oh, I'm sitting in an awesome Ferrari vehicle right now. Uh, I, I'm just not going to throw interceptions. So I think you're going to see single-digit interceptions from Kirk Cousins this year. I'll take the under. All right. Uh, I will take the over in this case because of the fact the Vikings didn't address the right side of their offensive line. I think it's going to bite them right in the ass, and there's going to be some breakdowns there. And Cousins, the one, the thing that Case had was if Case improvised, he was pretty good, and, and he could make something from nothing. I think Cousins likes to hang in the pocket more and try and make plays. Well, when things start to break down, that's going to adversely affect him. And because the Vikings were stubborn and pig-headed and didn't take a right guard with their first-round pick like they should have, I think you're going to have issues with pressure from that side. And so, unfortunately, not all Cousins' fault, maybe. Over. I like Phil's theory. You're winning games based not only on scoring a few points, but obviously great defense under the Zim system. And I see if uh, Kirk decides to get a little frisky, starts throwing a few bad interceptions early, Zimmer's probably going to grab him around the neck and say, Stop it! Stop it, Kirk! Stop it! So, no, he gets under the 12.5 mark. All right, Max. Over or under? 12.5 picks. I'm down on Kirk Cousins. Oh, no. Uh, You and Collar, man. I think his ego is going to get the best of him, and I think he's going to try to make way too many plays, and he's going to... He's going to overthrow. He's going to throw 14 or 15 interceptions. Wow. Not, not terrible. Oh, that's pretty bad. Terrible. In today's NFL, that's pretty bad. But, uh, yeah, I, I just, him running around the pocket, it's just going to be bad. I'm so proud of you right now. You like that? You like that? <laughs> Your internship, it's like you're my son now. Oh, my God. I love intern Max. <laughs> Really maturing, <laughs> Judge Bizarro son. As a, Max son, is you nothing. don't have to support in any way. <laughs> oh no, 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 financially or otherwise. No, or emotionally. No, heck, no. Uh, uh, Twitter followers are sending in Joe Mauer, John Sterling calls here. I got one for you from Matt. If you guys want, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> here good it is. Shot. He wants Dave to do this one, but since I have Twitter open in front of me, it is high. It is far. It is caught. On the warning track, <laughs> Mauer with warning track power, and the game is still tied one to one. Oh, that's just mean. Hey, that could happen to Sterling. He's goofed that up before. Where Susie has to jump in and be like, John, that didn't go on the ball. It is part. high. It is far. It is gone. Wait. Wait. No, never She'll mind. She'll jump in like, no, that was Coppola. Mauer with warning track power, and the Yankees are still held scoreless in the fifth. You know, that's not how it would go, right? How would it go? It is high. <laughs> it is far. It is gone. Oh, Joe, he crushed that ball. Joe put it out of the burrow. And the Yankees take a 5-2 lead. <laughs> it's, this is a talent right here. This That's is a true good. talent to be able to come up with this many John Sterling, Joe Maurer home run calls. I don't think I'm going to get sick of this before 1 o'clock. <laughs> this trade, by the way, now has to happen. It has Just to, to happen. Just to see if he steals one of the calls? Oh, I, absolutely. And it, it makes too much sense. Because he will hit, if he was traded today to the Yankees with that ballpark, he'd hit two or three for sure. Like, it's he's going to pop him out of the ballpark. I love the angry people. Uh, Southern 
MN Sports Rube tweets in, people hate Joe Maurer. Dave has done more Maurer home run calls than home runs Joe would hit as a Yankee. Can you do meaningless ball four walk calls, Dave? <laughs> wow. Oh, the hatred is strong. Uh, 651-646-8255, 877-615-1500. Mackie and Judd are back after this brief timeout. Coffee break. Better hurry if we want to get a seat. On 1500 ESPN. OTA. Are you ready? Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios. We are ready. Now back to Mackie and Judd. Ready! On 1500 ESPN. All right, 651-646-8255. I think we're. I think we've got this train going down the tracks here. Mauer to the Bronx, Mauer to Manhattan. Yep. Broadway yeah, Joe Mauer. Uh, Jacob, you're on the show. Hey, I've got a John Sterling for you. Oh, hold on. Let's get. Let's okay. Get ready. okay. <laughs> Good luck. Dave, uh, Dave, challenge. Dave feels uh, threatened oh, by this. Oh, definitely does. I think we welcome I love Dave, and his are good. But I just have to throw mine in. All right. Whoa. Let's uh, let's fire this up. Are you ready? Go ahead, Jacob. Joe is a career 195 hitter against Chris Sale and the pitch. Swinging a fly ball to left field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Joe hit that one fuzzy. Re- e- erasing memories of Phil Cuzzy. The Yankees lead. <laughs> I, like wow. the cu- I like the Cuzzy reference. It's the Cuzzy solid. reference is pretty good. I was wondering where Fuzzy was going. That's but- pretty good. That's pretty good. All right, Jacob. Good stuff. Good stuff. Thanks, guys. Yep. Thank, Thank you. you for calling in. 651-646-8255. Not bad. Uh, I can see it. Yep. He stumbled a little bit there in the middle, but that's okay. A little, little nerves. That's um, good. Uh, how much did you guys spend the last couple of days talking about Eddie Rosario being a no, uh, well, snub to snub this point anyways? All, for the All-Star team? They're I, trying to get him in with the with the, the vote here. but Quite a bit of time, and uh, um, the prevailing talking points were, were why in 2018 does every team, including crappy teams with crappy players, have to have a representative and the second thing was and i think i solved this rosario should be the twins rep right i mean it's that simple so uh snell of tampa bay got cheated because he'll make it now but it was ridiculous he was not picked but you could fix this really really simply uh in the present system barrios goes out so he's off the team phil snell goes on uh, Brantley of Cleveland, who's having an okay year, but he's not having a great year. He goes off the um, American League Reserves outfielders. Rosario goes on. Problem fixed. Okay, but that yeah, that's one way, I guess. But but Barrios is sort of deserving, too. Barrios is he's one of the better starting pitchers well, in the American League. I'm fine with one guy going for but the he, like, There are three guys right now in the American League, just because of this absurd rule that you mentioned, that every team needs a representative. It can't be an all-star game. If you're looking to put the best players from each league into a showcase on national TV, if you're also allowing Salvador Perez from Kansas City, there's three of them. Here's one Salvador Perez, mm-hmm. a 213 batting average and a 254 on base percentage. But you can't put a guy with a 254 on base percentage in the All Star game. He's gritty, he's a winner. Or at least he used to be. He used to be a winner. <laughs> at least he used to be. I don't, I'm not sure you can claim that about anyone in the Royals right now. Yep. Uh, you're, you're diluting the game in order to appease crappy franchises. J.A. Happ is another guy in the American League. Well, Toronto needs a representative, and Joey Bats doesn't play there anymore, and he's old. And um, Josh Donaldson has been injured for half the season so far, and he's getting old. Okay, J.A. Happ is a 35-year-old, mostly anonymous starting pitcher with a 4.5 ERA this year. 
but he has ten wins. Mm-hmm. Okay, well he's yeah, he's not a star pitcher, right? He he's not even close to being one of the best pitchers in the American League. But Toronto needs a representative. And then the one that's the most absurd, maybe you brought this name up, but Joe Jimenez with Jason Detroit. Jason Stark brought this up about five times okay. yesterday. It was great. He's having a good season, okay? His ERA is under three. Yep. But his ERA, and he's a middle reliever, mind you, his ERA ranks 58th among relievers in baseball. So he's not even, if you just take ERA as a measurement, he's not even one of the 50 best relievers this year in the major leagues. Yep. And he's an all-star because Miguel yeah. Cabrera is out for the season with an injury. And crappy Detroit needs a representative. So if you just took guys every year, you could play this game every year. You guys did a pecking order on this. But Kansas City, Toronto, Detroit, sorry. You're all dumpster fires. You don't have any all-stars. The Twins are kind of a dumpster fire, too. But they've got three legit candidates, maybe even more than that, if you start to count, like Fernando Rodney, maybe. But um, it'd be pretty easy to just take Salvador Perez off. And you'd have to find another catcher. So I guess you'd have to take the two pitchers off. Um, there's ways to do it. Is you my don't have here. to have every team represented. It makes no, no sense now. It makes zero sense. And and it's an old school baseball rule. But you tell me how many fan, how many people who are going to watch that game on July 17th are sitting down because oh my gosh, my Blue Jay might get in. Yeah, and I just I, don't and, think it's that many. And I would, be, I'm not one to get outraged over this stuff because am I going to watch the whole All Star game? Probably not. Like I'll probably watch a Netflix show or something once the game gets boring in the fifth inning. So I'm not, I'm not glued to All Star games. But I just think this is such an antiquated, ridiculous regional rule. Another thing, too, is if it were, you know, if, if it were, I'd rather have Jose Batista in an all-star game than J.A. Happ. And who does, who does Batista play for right now? Is it the Braves? He was with the Mets last night, but now? he might, be, the he Mets might be gone by now okay. from them. Uh, he hit a walk-off grand slam a couple days ago. Okay, saw that. But, was the Mets but like, I'd rather, if it's a fading Former superstar, like when Derek Jeter got to the All-Star game at Target Field in 2014, I'm fine with that. It's Derek Jeter. He's a Hall of Famer. Even if he's not All-Star standard, you know, the first three months of that season, I could get over that. But if it's a nondescript Joe Jimenez type, I want, what I, are we doing? I want the All-Stars from the first half in that game. And and if you, because it's not as if every crappy team doesn't have a good player. But you could definitely go through a list of teams every year, and sometimes it's two teams, sometimes it's probably five teams that don't deserve a player. And this whole thing of, well, the old school way is they went, I don't care. The other thing that they've changed and they screwed up was was the player vote. So so fans picked the starters, which I don't like, but I totally get. So it's it's fine. Because fans, fans and it involves fans. Okay. So let's let's leave that alone. But then they went to the system now where the reserves are picked by uh, a player vote. I think coaches and ma- managers weigh in, and then the commissioner's office does. Players, first of all, it turns out, vote in late June, which is stupid. Second of all, a lot of players don't care. So why not put together a, a committee of, let's say, Jason Stark, Buster, Tim Kirchin. Let's pick five, and they pick reserves because that's all they do. That's all that they do. Yeah, I, I, well, I'm, I don't really care who votes because I think no matter who votes, if you just took away one player for every team, you get it closer to an actual All Star game. But, but both when, ways would be would be a good thing. Either, I think. We just don't like Jay Happ's not going to pitch in this game. Jay well, Happ and he might, and you don't care. He just does, he doesn't belong. Eddie Rosario is actually even for because he's not a household name. I don't think because he plays for the Twins and he hasn't been around that long. But he's an exciting, flashy player that actually fits in an All Star game. I'm not going to waste a lot of outrage tears on this, but it is, I mean, come on, baseball. You know, 
We don't need Mark Redmond or whatever his name was, that former Twins and Royals pitchers. When they're going down the line in that All-Star game from 10 years ago and the Royals had to have someone, and, well, he's our only starting pitcher, I guess. How about Coomdog? At least, at least Coomdog had respectable numbers. Mark Redman had a 5.60 ERA or something. Yeah. And they're going down the line and introducing all the All-Stars. And here's Randy Johnson and Pedro Martinez and Mark Redman. Yeah. And he like, kind of pulls his head over his head. And like, uh, <laughs> even I feel bad. Uh, Mike, you're on the show. All right, I'm going to give the Maurer thing a shot. Oh, you've got sports, a you got a John Sterling call. Okay, and I'm going to try my best sportscaster. All right, voice all right, there. Mike, fire away. Got the good pipes. Joe Maurer enters the game to pinch hit with one out in the bottom of the ninth, with the Yankees trailing by one and a man on first. It's six. It's four. It's three. Now, damn it, Maurer, go take a shower. <laughs> wow. It's close. I think it would be a four six three. Yeah, he would have pulled the ball to the second baseman, but your 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 heart's in the right place. My heart was there. Good applause for Mike. Good pipes too. Thank you, Mike. Mike's got the good pipes. Got the low low voice. I like that. Yeah. Four six three in the seven. I don't know, Harrigan. People are coming after your job today. Yeah, it's awfully negative though. I don't I don't like to hear that at all. Well, do you have a more positive one? It is high. It is far. It is Gone! Joe hits it with gusto! Maurer making opposing pitches cower, and the Yankees take an 8-5 lead. I feel like we need to get these all together on some sort of, of Dave does John Sterling best of. Need to collect all these. We can't forget them. They're, they're that good. They'll be in the podcast. Can we collect them all in one place? Yeah, you can do that. Stick them on our website, Just- maybe? Well, they already are. They're on the Mackie and Judd. No, I'm saying one file, though. Just one oh, file so, so you can go through them in here and possibly vote. <laughs> it could be like a demo reel for Dave's and, play-by-play. And send it to John. So once Joe gets traded, Sterling can be like, you know what? That third one by that Dave Arrigan guy is really good. I'll take that. Tip your chapeau for Joe. That's got a shot. That's pretty good. That's one of the top two you've done so far. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. <laughs> What's coming up in stuff next? A couple wild, wild baseball finishes last night. We've also got uh, the disappointment in L.A., the latest disappointment over LeBron to L.A., I should say, and the secret of the twirl. Don't go anywhere. More Mackie and Judd coming up next. Oh, that's just what they'll be expecting us to do. On 1500 ESPN.com. Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, Mackie and Judd are back. You've been ratted out, boys. On 1500 ESPN. And stuff you should know about is sponsored by Indeed. Are you hiring? With Indeed, you can post a job in minutes, set up screener questions, then zero in on qualified candidates in an online dashboard. Get started at Indeed.com slash hire. Twin City sports fans are chanting for right now. Mackie and Judd continue with stuff you should know about. All right, Dave Sterling. I'm sure you got some good calls for us. I always have good calls for you. I'm going to start with the real professionals, however. And we will start with how things ended between the Astros and A's last night. This is one you don't see a lot. That one tapped. Just fair. It's fair. It's fair. Now Blackman's going to run the throw, and it gets away. And the Astros are going to win. So an unbelievable finish here in Houston. 
as the Astros score the winning run on a play that I'm not really sure you'll ever see again. But when it's all said and done, it was an error on the throw by Lucroy, and that allowed the winning run to score. So the Astros score two runs in the bottom of the 11th inning and win it by a final score of 6-5. to five. As Justin Verlander tweeted, called it. I said Bregman is going to tap it foul. It's going to spin back fair. Catches it up to tag Bregs. He's going to matrix it, which the ball is then thrown at the ump. Catcher's going to pick it up, rifle it to the back of Bregs' head. Ball goes into right field. Tucker scores. Yeah, that was weird. Nailed it. I feel like Lucroy Lucroy definitely spazzed out a little bit there. The catcher. I mean, the ball, just pick it up. If just, you don't get the just tag. Just calm down. Just walk over. Or just throw it up first. Yeah, lob, lob the ball over his head. Throw it up first. Just like pump the brakes a little bit. Yeah, that was bizarre. Interesting way to end it. Uh, then there was how things went for the Cleveland Indians hosting the Reds. Had a real nice start from Trevor Bauer. He went seven or eight innings, shut out. It was four zip Indians in the ninth inning, and then things went haywire. Now the bases are loaded with two down, and Dan Otero will try to save the day. Left-handers hitting 348 against Dan Otero. And you have one of the best standing at the plate. Here's a 3-2 again. And a high drive hammered back into right center field. That ball's over his head. And one run is scored. And two runs are going to score. And here comes a third runner to the plate. A three-run, two-out double by Joey Votto here in the ninth inning. And the Reds have jumped out in front by a score of 6-4. to four. Wow. Bases clearing double. They ended up scoring seven in the inning. You're probably thinking, wait. Lefties have that great of numbers against Otero. Why is he even in the game, Tito? What's 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 the story with that? No, we we actually and I don't know would never talk OT down because I we had a communication. I said o, OP, and I think in the midst of all the you know Carl thought I said OT. That one lands squarely on me. That's there's no getting around it. I I got to be responsible for that. Yeah, Ooh, that called be, the bullpen. Who, who is the other guy? Oh. He wanted OP Oliver Perez. Oh, you got to yeah. That would be. Uh, he instead got OT Daniel Otero. Oh, Apparently, no, that's his nickname. Former too? Uh, former twin, big train Carl Willis was the man who heard the yeah. initials wrong. You know, and if baseball weren't still going with these archaic phone systems that are probably gargly and staticky, can can't you just send a text at this point? So it's very clear who you mean, unless it auto-corrects to O-P. Could do In that. which case, you'd still be screwed, right? Could you <laughs> say or just uh, spell his name out in full so that you're absolutely positively sure that you've got the right guy since O-P and O-T are very close together? How about you just don't have two nicknames that are the same? If you want an O-P, don't call the guy whose last name is Otero O-T. I mean, I get Oliver Perez. He can be O-P. Or call him Ollie. Come on. Yeah, get Ollie, Ollie would too. Ollie, yeah, that's, that's on... I, I, it's on Tito more for his horrible, unoriginal nicknames. If it was Gardy, the first part of it is unmistakable, and then everything ends in an S-Y, right? Yeah, that's right. Lexi that's or, right. or an X-Y or whatever it may be. This Cleveland ball club is begging the rest of this di- division, somebody to please catch them. They are begging them. It's not, what, four consecutive defeats it for is. Cleveland? Yeah. So the Indians maintain uh, the, tw- the Twins are only eight and a half back after both teams lost last night. You needed to win seven consecutive. Just saw a headline. Maybe this is worth bringing up uh, later, maybe with, with Dan Hayes in an hour. But Brian Dozier has said he feels like history could repeat itself. They could go on another run in the second half. We'll see. <sighs> 
I love I love trolling Judd. <laughs> Honest to God. What if they win a couple more here and the Indians lose a couple more and it's six and a half and now okay. you're thinking about buying in the next couple weeks instead of selling? You've beaten. If you win, I said this, starting with the series last Thursday against Baltimore, you needed to win seven consecutive, and I still wouldn't be impressed because you're beating teams that are absolutely dreadful. Okay. Not bad, dreadful. Okay, doesn't matter. All you have to do is get to the playoffs. Sweep, you know what? Sweep Tampa Bay. Sweep Tampa Bay. And I'd still make trades. I'd still trade away. Woo! Your this drives me nuts. Get some cold cuts. Get some cold cuts. Get some cold cuts. Yeah, Who is speaking and what is he speaking about? Um, yeah, no, just, uh, yeah, I think, wow. Uh, as, as you, uh, as you mentioned, it's, uh, it's, it's impressive. whoa, Eli, it's whoa. Whoa, hey, wow, yeah, whoa. Thank you. My, sorry. I was going to uh, guess that. You know, his, yeah, his quads are like the size of my waist and, and, uh, whole upper body. So, um, I've I've never quite uh, quite it. seen anything I like it. it. I, I don't often uh, stare at a, another man's uh, legs, but uh, in that case, you just can't quite help it. So, what a guest e- Eli's voice is uh, is very easy to pick up, and he's talking about Saquon Barkley. Yes, with that tree is very well done. Okay. okay. Yes. The question was, what do you think, Eli, <laughs> about Saquon Barkley's <laughs> legs and backside? Because they are a delight. They are. That's a loaded question, right there. <laughs> yeah. How about that back? How about that tush of Saquon Barkley? He is uh, he is ripped in the bottom half. Holy yeah. cow! Yeah. I mean, his move. If he were in the WWE. His move could just be squashing your head like a grapefruit, yes. right, or a watermelon. <laughs> like it would just be the the jaws of life, and your your head would go into that sort of forsaken area. The and, Saquon no scissors. Yeah, the Saquon. <laughs> there it is. The Saquon scissors. <laughs> it's the Barkley breaker. He'd give you one of those. What's that thing called? Where, uh, um, where you jump up with your legs and you grab them by the head and then you flip them over. Not a moonsault, but um, um, I can't yeah, remember what it's called. What's it called? But like he could do that, and instead of flipping the guy over, he would just rip the guy's head off. Like it would be like a Mortal Kombat <laughs> finisher. Finish him. <laughs> Judd's gone from the segment. Oh, that, oh, that's too much violence for me. So Blaze Pizza in Los Angeles had a little promotion yesterday. Stop by Blaze Pizza. Free pizza for everybody to celebrate LeBron coming to L.A. between 2 and 5 p.m. Show up and get your free pie. They tweeted this out a couple days ago. Okay. LeBron saw it and tweeted out something like, hmm, I haven't been to a pizza party in a minute, dot, 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 dot. Oh, my. So a lot of people kind of thought, hey, LeBron's coming to blaze. Hey, we can get our eyes on LeBron and get a free pie. Thousands, and I'm not joking when I say thousands of people lined up around the block, down the block, to the next street, or across to the next street, waiting to get their look at LeBron James yesterday, boys. I bought this back when he first came back to Cleveland. What does it mean if he doesn't show up? To me, honestly, I'd be pretty disappointed. I came all the way out from San Fernando. So I pretty long drive over here, woke up early with friends, came over here. So it would be pretty disappointing. I understand if he doesn't make it. He's a busy man. He has different things to do. But just, it'll, it'll be a downer. Yeah, LeBron didn't show up. Of course not. <laughs> yeah, why? <laughs> in Come fact, on. his wife sent out a photo. His wife sent out a photo of him relaxing in a pool and in a donut inner tube. Uh, I saw just that photo. Out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, no I pizza for LeBron. Pizza yeah. So okay, did they? So they just lost. How much money did they lose giving away free pizza to thousands of people for three hours? A very good question. I'm sure they didn't do so well financially, but at least they got the pub of it. There was one video I saw of 
maybe it was a you know complete hoax, or maybe somebody thought they saw a nice car and LeBron must be in it. But there he is, there he is, and people just running out of the line to find what wasn't actually just some random. I do dudes. like the tease by James though of going on Twitter and saying that about a pizza party. That's a pretty good tease. You should do that. Go find like whatever pub you want on Twitter, and they'll tweet out their happy hour specials today. Let's have Judd retweet with his account. Hmm, haven't been to a bar in a few hours. And see if people <laughs> no, flock. See if they flock. Hours? What are you talking no, about? No, he, he means it literally when he says, I haven't been to a bar in a minute. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I, just, I just walked out of that. <laughs> Coolest thing in golf. It's the club tour, right? Pipe a nice drive right down the middle. You know it's golden. Just like me at Brookview nice... a couple days ago. <laughs> yes. Right. When you're just praying it doesn't go in the water, it gets hung up in the weeds. That's my club twirl. Mm-hmm. Oh, not out of bounds. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> in play, my baby. Uh, Ahmad Rashad. I don't know why this was being done, but he was on a driving range and kind of looked like he was doing it for almost TV. But it was on Instagram, and he was learning from the pros. Justin Thomas. How do you do your club twirl? I'm getting a lesson today on how to spin the club. Okay. Well, the first uh, the first thing you do is you don't really, the shot doesn't matter. You just want to look cool. You want to spin it. So, you know, and you follow through, I feel like a lot of the spin is in the left hand. You really got to, you kind of, I put the thumb a little over here and then I give it one of those. One more so, time. One more yeah. time. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I follow through. <laughs> yeah. And then I kind of come down and then I just yeah, you see spin that? it see right that? there. You see that? You see that? That's the <laughs> Right there. Oh. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty good twirl, but hey, come on. And now Phil Mackey does everything he can to ignore reality and defend a hero of his youth, despite knowing in his heart that hero is broken beyond repair. I mean, he is the king of the club twirl. Maybe he doesn't hit it like he used to, but he still twirls it. So not only is it the irons that you can spin, you can also spin uh, your driver. I mean, he can spin his driver. I, I can't spin the driver, but I'm going to get a lesson on how to spin that driver. Show me how to spin that driver. All right. All right, huh? First, hit the driver. Second, I start from right about here. Now I use my right thumb and I spin it. Right? I spin with my right thumb. Oh, that's why you do this little. <laughs> that, 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 that's why he does this thing. Oh! You, I give a little. You flick it. Yes, you see. That's wow, the trick. That's, wow. Okay. Justin Thomas, he's been going left hand, left thumb the whole way. Yep. Tiger knows how to do it. You got to go right thumb, right baby. Thumb. So Tiger right still does play. something very well, we found out. Exactly. That's good. Good he for him. He knows all the tricks. Yeah, he's uh, back. He, he's gone in the last six months from, I think, close to 1,000 in the world golf rankings to now right around 70. So he has climbed 930 spots in the world golf is rankings he going, in the last six. How many spots have you climbed? Is he going to right. show up next July for the 3M? Probably not, right? I mean, I don't know. I mean, he could. He use only plays the, like fifteen events a year. Could use the work, perhaps, before the the Open Championship. Exactly. New spot. Make your presence known. No, lot, it's not gonna happen. Yeah, probably. <laughs> no. a lot of Perkins, Embers, potentially. We oh, got a lot of restaurants around here. Yeah, we do. There's All that, there's that Denny's over off ninety four. Yeah, in Brooklyn right there. Yeah. Uh, one. one more. CC was breaking news yesterday. Kawhi in meeting with Pop. Pop gave him every indication that he was going to trade him and he was going to try to make Kawhi happy. 
I never said that before because I was holding it till now. So all these discussions about Kawhi going to the East, I believe Popovich is trying to accommodate Kawhi and trying to please him. You think Doogie's got the scoops? Wow, CC I think somebody's scoops. taking a run at since, NBA scoopage. Since when did CC become a scoop man? I don't since, know. Since all of these have the same agencies now, like CC. <laughs> Yeah, represented true. Kawhi. I mean, right? It's that's got to be probably it. right. It's yeah. just like some of the top NBA, like Adam Schefter, has an agency that's shared CAA. with NFL players, right? Mm-hmm. So it's pretty easy to uh, broker information. Uh, Dan Hayes will join to talk Twins and trade possibilities, and maybe engage in our reckless Mauer speculation at eleven thirty. Hey, he started it. Yeah, he did. Dan he, started. He floated that. this out like two weeks ago. He did. And he thought it would just go by, like we would just take the uh-uh. pitch and. Yeah, uh-uh. right. No. Two weeks of content, baby. <laughs> Mauer fashion, take a fastball. No, we're not doing that. We're mashing. No. Um, let's talk about what we're watching on our TCL 55 inch Roku TV here. It's elderly Roger Federer, still number one seed here at Wimbledon on the ropes. And we get to watch every bead of sweat down his mid 30s. Was he like 36 now? Down his face. Uh, sports on a TCL TV. You're missing out if you're not watching sports on a TCL TV. You get the built-in Roku device, too, which gives you access to thousands of streaming channels. Like, for instance, I know yesterday you had a couple puckheads in studio. Well, NHL has its own streaming platform through that Roku device where you can watch old-school hockey games from the 70s, the 60s, 70s, the 80s, where uh, guy, where men were men, and you could see the stitch marks on everyone's foreheads you can watch uh, ESPN Plus and Fox Sports Go and WWE Network. In fact, I was streaming WWE Network yesterday on a vacation day. TCL TV it's America's fastest-growing TV brand. Find out why at any major local retailer in the Twin Cities or visit TCLUSA.com. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. Like this is quality entertainment. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Your tickets now to see Minnesota United taking on Real Salt Lake this Saturday, 7 o'clock at TCF Bank Stadium. Just head to MNUFC.com to purchase your tickets. Thank you, Dave. Do we? Are they stealing this from us? Is, is Sirius XM MLB Radio stealing this from us? You, you and I saw the same tweet here. This is yeah. from... Um, this morning show that, that they It's had. from this morning? Yep. Okay, so we're stealing it from them, well, actually. They might they, have, this is from like... They this might is have, from like 8 o'clock in the morning. They might have seen what Derek wrote for us, though, at 1500ESPN.com and stolen it from that. Yeah. Well, the, the, the talker is, do the Yankees need to upgrade at first base? And Steve Phillips and uh, is it Eduardo Perez? Eduardo Perez, yep. Are debating on the leadoff spot whether it would be wise uh, a wise use of their resources to upgrade at first base. And uh, we're saying yes, if you could, if you could make that phone call and talk to Thad Levine. And the important thing too here is to, just to make sure people are hearing this correctly. We're not saying that you trade Joe because you're going to get a lot back. You're not, and that's fine. I just think this puts a guy at the end of his contract and near the end of his career in a legitimate place to win a, a World Series, which is not going to be accomplished. Yeah, and I, you know, that's what? it. I mean, I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually sincere in saying. I think this would be, if Joe approved it, I think this would be a very classy way to separate for both sides. And and there was a time, Phil, where, where I was very much in love with, with the idea of a guy like Joe playing his whole career in one place. But that's such a bygone thing now. I would rather see him have a chance to win a World Series than, than, than say he finished as a twin and they finished in second to last place or something. Yeah, I I almost feel like as as a guy who's been for... 
the 10 years that I've had a microphone to talk about Joe Maurer in this town. I feel like I've been defending him and trying to explain that there's more value to a baseball player than just RBIs and home runs, that there's all kinds of catching defensive value for 10 years for him, that a guy who gets on base at that clip and moves the chains uh, on a regular basis, like that's amazing hidden value. And people usually only focus on things like home runs and, you know, the, the back of the baseball card numbers. There's a lot of hidden value. So, as someone who's been defending him for 10 years, I would love to see him have a chance to perform in the postseason. And you know what? If he drops the ball, no pun intended, if he gets to the postseason and he goes two for 20 or something, okay, that's on him. Sure. Um, but, but it was worth a shot. Yeah, but I'd love to see him pad his resume and have a chance when he retires, not only to point back at a 10-year stretch of maybe being the greatest all-around catcher of all time, mm-hmm. three batting titles and MVP, mm-hmm. but to also point to, even if it's not with the Twins, that doesn't. I don't really care about that. I like Joe Maurer as a player, and I've defended Joe Maurer, and I want him to be able to point back and say, you know what, I had that one postseason run, whether it was with the Twins or the Yankees, and I had a huge hit in the World Series or ALCS or whatever, whatever round it is. He's never played a game beyond the ALDS, because he wasn't on the 2002 Twins team. He came up he came up in 2004. A.J. Pierzynski was the catcher in 2002-2003. And so he's never played a game beyond like the first week in October. I'd love to see that. If he goes to the Yankees and wins a World Series there, and let's say he plays well. He's not a star, but he, he plays well. I can't tell you personally how much I, I think his chances of going into Cooperstown change. Mm-hmm. I think it goes from right now, right now I would say no. I would say that's not that's not necessarily fair because if he had retired because of concussions after catching, I think he does go in. But I think the end of the career since then is such that it it would keep him out. Mm-hmm. And part of what keeps him out is playing here. But if he went to the Yankees and they won a World Series and he contributed, I think his chances of going in, into the Hall of Fame go up exponentially. What would it say to you? Because I think there's a feeling that ah, he doesn't really care that much about winning. He's super low key and nonchalant, and he's not ripped, and he's Injured all the time, right? There's that. There's a lot of people who think all those things about Joe Maurer, and some and some of those things in terms of like him being injured all the time. Some of those things are true. If you had a situation where the Yankees or the Mariners, whoever, said, "Yep, we're interested. We'll eat some of that money. We're not going to give you a whole. I mean, the more money you make us eat, the less we're going to give you in return. But um, but we'll trade for him. We're interested as long as he waves the no trade clause and he's cool coming over. And the right. Twins were to go to him. Let's say it's the Yankees." And Thad Levine, Derek Falvey say, hey, and Paul Molitor, hey, the Yankees, we have a deal on the table. It's all up to you. Two-month rent to player, three months if you play into October. And he were to say no, what would you think of him if he were to say no to that? If I knew he if said... He knew, if it if wasn't I, just like, would if, you wave your no trade clause? If it was specifically a team that could win a World Series and he said no because he doesn't want to leave Minnesota... Would you think more of him? Oh, loyalty to the no, Twins? Or would I you think less? less? I, I would think less I think him. less. I, I would think less... And and it would give credence to all those people who say, yeah, he likes playing, but he doesn't care of trying to win that much. Yeah. Yes. If I found out that they went to him and that the Yankees had an offer that was very that was fair, and that they could do a deal for him to leave, and keep in mind, once again, this is for months. This is not for years. This is for months mm-hmm. to chase a ring, which in 2018 is absolutely fine. And we were to find out that Joe said, well, geez, guys, I like being here and my wife's pregnant and I don't want to uproot the family. And you wouldn't have to. He could move and live in an apartment for two months. I would think less of Joe Maurer. As uh, Jake, Jake DePew's listening, he texted and he covers the Twins and Twins Meyer Leagues for 1590ESPN.com. 
he brings up a good point. Not only has Joe Maurer never won a playoff series or played beyond the ALDS, he's never won a playoff game because he was injured in 2004 in the regular oh, season. Even, and, and, and Henry Blanco was the right. starting catcher the rest of the year. I didn't even think of that. So he didn't. The last time the Twins won a playoff game was the 2004 wow. ALDS against the Yankees. They lost that series 3 to 1. And they got swept in 06 by the A's, swept in 09 and 10 by the Yankees. And then their next playoff game was seven years later, 2017. So he's wow. 0 for 10 in playoff games. I hadn't even thought about that. And obviously, fact. it's not all his. He actually has like a 280 batting average in those games. But that would certainly change in New York, though. It is high. <laughs> oh, it is far. <laughs> it is gone. Joe goes solo. Mauer mashes another one. His third of the ball game. Joseph Patrick with the hat trick, <laughs> and the Yankees lead at nine to two. <laughs> They're getting better. Wow. They're getting more delusional. I think you might be drinking or doing drugs back there, but I'm okay with that. No, we've got them about drinking, too. Oh. No, I'm saying you. I mean, if you've got them three over one go game. anywhere. More Mackie and Judd coming up next. Gentlemen, to the medicine cabinet. On 1500 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, bet online for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts.